right. Hello, everyone, everyone. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. We are here. And we are live. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. So happy to see yes, y'all again. Yes, we are. Another opportunity to be on live with you guys. Yes. Just yes. waiting for a few people to come on. Yeah. Do y'all enjoy our intro? Yeah, hopefully you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are here. And, um, like and you it's said, snowing. Yes, it is. It's yes, it is. Snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. It's crazy, but hey, you know. mm-hmm. it is. That's how it is up north in the winter. We get snow. So anyway, how was everybody week? That's what I want to know. Did everybody have a great week? We prayed for you guys to have a great week, and we just prayed that you all had a good week. He had a good week. You had a good week. Had a good week. Yeah, I'm good too. I had a really good. No week. complaints. I, no God complaints. is amazing. You know, He does what He does. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, he's amazing for it, you know? Yes. God yes, he amazing. is. So, yeah, we're grateful to be here with you guys tonight. Um, trying to uh, just uh, log in to things here. So yes, that's why I'm sitting here doing right now at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, we are here. We are live and we are grateful you guys are here. <laughs> and um, God is amazing again. Yes. You know. So anyway, yes, we had a wonderful week. Like we said, we got snow outside right now. It is a major snowstorm coming through here. We had to run around, go to the store. I don't know about you guys, but the minute you did people hear about snow up here, up north, everybody goes to the supermarket. Okay. It was so packed out in the supermarket. Thank God we got there when it wasn't too packed. I mean, you know, packed enough, but not too packed. We were able to get in and get everything we needed and, you know, get back home, you know, so. Right now, we got a full-on blizzard going on outside. Don't know how much we're going to get, but they said it's going to be a lot, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shall see. Yes. Well, anyway, um, welcome to the Marriage Cafe, where, where marriages, marriages come, come alive, alive through, through the, the Word, Word of God. God. I'm Prophet Loretta Pittman. I'm Bishop William Pittman. And tonight, we're going to be discussing our last segment or our last topic on the eight spirits that can ruin a marriage. And we're dealing with the spirit of bondage tonight. Yes. Um, because bondage is really, you know, something, you know, bondage, basically all the other ones that we discussed before we got to bondage is what hangs on bondage. You know, you know, when you have an adultery, you got a pornography, pornography problem, when you got a lying issue, when you got, um, you know, uh, you know, all the, like I said, all the different spirits that we actually uh, talked about um, previous to bondage is basically it all hangs on, I mean, yeah, previously to bondage, all of those spirits hang on bondage, you know, and so we're going to get to the bottom of bondage tonight. We're going to get to what it does, you know, how, you know, you begin to get those spirits and different things, right? Yes. How, the, how those spirits begin to come to pass in your life mm-hmm. and, you know, and all of those things. So, yeah, like I said, when you're dealing with a lying spirit, um, a spirit of jealousy, when you're dealing with the spirit of haughtiness, which is pride, you're dealing with the spirit of whoredom and you're dealing with the um, the spirit of fear and you're dealing with, the, you know, the spirit of uh, adultery. All of that comes, all of that hangs on the spirit of bondage. And so we're going to really talk about that tonight. Then we're going to give you uh, all the other uh, spirits that actually come 
from that spirit of bondage. All the other ones have actually attached themselves to the tree of bondage because, you know, that's what we were called, yes. you know, in the beginning of the uh, Bible were trees. And so we're going to give you the, the tree. The tree is bonded. And then we'll give you all the other attachments to those trees. So anyway, to that tree. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, welcome you here tonight and uh, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. So yes, whenever you're ready. Hallelujah. I was looking for a scripture, but okay. right, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. All let's right. pray. All right. Dear Lord, we're so thankful that you've given us another opportunity to come live tonight. Yes. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your people and thank you for each and everyone that's tuning in tonight. Yes. And Lord, we just uh, thank you for being in our lives and thank you for the word that's coming forward. In yes. Jesus' name, Jesus. we pray. Amen. 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 Again. So, yeah, we want to talk to you about that. You know, um, bondage is something else okay that spirit is is it, it runs really deep and a lot of times we don't understand you know how we even get to certain places within our relationships within our marriage within life period with jobs all of it and all of it sometimes is the the root of it sometimes is from whatever the family has been through because you have to think when you come into your family your family is the only people that you really know until you get grown enough to get out on your own and meet people for yourself. So your first um, examples are your family, you know, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, you know, and aunts and uncles, depending on, you know, who comes over and your grandmother and all of it. So all of them are your first examples of life. And sometimes you imitate what you see as you get older. And when that happens, you really Im are imitating bondage, spirits, different spiritual bondages that comes within your family members. So we're going to discuss that. So anyway, I want to go with, you want to start? No, 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 I want you to start. Okay, I would just <laughs> I would just think about a few things. Yes. And it's, it's like what you were saying is so good. Like these other spirits, all mm -hmm. these spirits we're talking about, we've been talking about the eight spirits that can mess up a marriage. Yes. You know, ruin your marriage. But what it is, number one, you got to let it in. You <laughs> let these spirits in. Yes. So, but when we look up bondage and, well, when you look up bondage, it says you're entangled or you're a slave to something. Mm -hmm. And what it is, like you were saying, so good is yes. like in, uh, in our lives, like throughout, you know, the bloodline and everything, mm -hmm. we we um take on different spirits yes you know what i'm saying yes. what they call them they call them generational curses yes mm -hmm. and and what it is whatever's in your family and it's something how we was just talking about it some family members uh never met their parents or whatever they you know mm -hmm. their fathers or whatever yes and then the son or the kids come acting like their parents yeah they but never never like seen them. them or separated from their parents yes never but they act them. right but they act just like their parents yes. so what it is it's in them yes you know, whatever's in them, you know, and whatever their parents was doing is something. It it, it goes down. It passes down to generations. That's yes. what we're trying to say. Yes. And that's what they said. You're entangled in this sin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And a lot of people are in bondage. They don't even want to wreck. Well, they don't recognize what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's why when people do stuff, they be like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. or why I act this way or that's whatever. You're entangled. You're a slave to that sin, mm -hmm. that generational curse. Yes. I don't know if you ever heard that before. Mm -hmm. You've been a slave or you bondage. Yes, you're Lord. in bondage to this yeah. generational curse. And you got to recognize 
you keep saying to yourself why i keep going around this same mountain why yes. I, why i'm doing what i'm doing mm -hmm. why i never seen my father but i act just like him mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yes. and it's something how i notice how a lot of people when they get entangled in these sins they they want to deny you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. the enemy got you entangled so much that that you can't even see it yes. you think what you're doing is right. right you know yes you know and that is dangerous mm -hmm. when you believe that the way you live because that's what you saw growing up is the right way mm -hmm. and never try to go on your own and find out if it is right never question it just do it so that's and good. then let me tell you I'm, I'm gonna hit you hard tonight mm -hmm. you know really I'm, I'm flowing with the holy spirit here tonight a lot of people don't even know don't you know when you are in religion you can still be in sin yes you're entangled you're mm -hmm. in bondage to religion yes. instead of god yes a lot of people don't get it instead of god don't want you entangled with the law yes the law is there to set you in a direction to god it's yes. just setting you in the direction to god yes it's not for you to be entangled in the law i gotta live by the law mm -hmm. see the law is just something to god i know in my mind starts in the mind i know in my mind i shouldn't steal kill a or do different things. You see yes. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't commit adultery. Yes. I, I shouldn't fornicate. I shouldn't do these things. What well, is already in my mind too, but the enemy plays other things in your mind. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see, that's why you got to meditate on that word of God day and night, because if you got that word in you, you're not going to run to sin. You're yes. not going to keep doing that. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you. Yes. You, you see, you see what makes a difference. But if you don't put anything in you, this is why you get entangled. You become a slave to sin mm -hmm. and you don't even know. You'll say stuff like this. Oh, I don't need to go to church. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pray all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't have to read yeah, my Bible. I don't have to spend time with God. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. let more of the devil in. Yes. And you getting entangled yes. in the mm -hmm. things you, you start doing the things of the world because once you get a foothold, this is what they saying. Once you get entangled to that sin, he get a foothold in there, and that's when these other spirits come in. Yes, that's good. Look at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So anyway, yes, that is mm -hmm. that is all on point right there. And let me tell you, you can find the spirit of bondage in the book of Romans, chapter eight and fifteen. That's where you'll mm -hmm. find bondage and i want to read something to you right quick take these off it says this strong man bondage usually works very close with the spirit of fear that's where bondage works. it works very close with the spirit of fear which um we will talk about you know continue you know here so it says for ye have not received this is our romans 8 and 15 for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It says the Greek word Abba is a very personal word um, used in speaking to one's father, okay? Then it says here, the modern equivalent for it um, in English would probably be our term of endearment, daddy. That's mm -hmm. good. Um, and it says, in a normal family relationship, one of the most heartwarming times of the day is when the father returns home from work and his little boy or girl comes running up crying daddy daddy and jumps into his arms the father may be the direction of a huge corporation a director of a huge corporation or the president of the united states but it does not matter to the little girl to the little child in other words he just plain or she just plain you know loves daddy okay that is the kind of relationship god longs to have with us 
that um, a loving father gathering um, us to himself, uh, loving us with an everlasting love. So in other words, God wants us to come to him like that. That's how he wants yes. us to be when it comes to him. We need That's to be right. running to him saying daddy or, or uh, you know, God or thank you, Lord, or whatever it is, you know, but he wants us to come like children to him, in other words. And so a lot of times, you know, we don't come like that. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we don't. He wants us to. But a lot of people, like you said, get entangled in religion. And so they wear the um, Jesus hat, the Jesus pin. They even got Jesus on their bumper stickers and everything. But yet they don't live it. You know, they just showing you, they try to show you that they are uh, into him or they love him, but they really don't live it. You know, they'll, you know, from as soon as you get finished talking to them or as soon as they get out of church, they sitting around a corner smoking a marijuana joint or whatever they might be doing, you know, drinking, uh, you know, some hard liquor or whatever they may be up to and doing. And so they're not really serving God with their whole heart, mind, soul and spirit and, cha and becoming changed the way that God wants you to become changed. But that they are just trying to have an outward appearance of loving him. In other words, you know, having that, what he says in the word, that appearance. outward, yeah, the appearance, but never ever having, you know. Deny the power. Yes, denying the power. See, what so, it is, is like, that's what bondage do to you. Yes. Bondage, you put on that appearance that you, you're of God, mm -hmm. you know, that form of godliness, mm -hmm. but you're in bondage to religion. Yes. See, there's a difference when you, that's why, that's where the anointing come in. That's where you live in a righteous life. When a man, mm -hmm. let me tell you something about a lot of people talk about being a Christian, but really, if you're really a man or a woman of God and you walk in with God, this is the point we got to get to. We look at these examples in the Bible. Yes. We see these men really walk. These men and women really walked with God. Yes. You know what? In the spirit realm, that's what they're talking about. It was a spiritual love connection. Yes. And you got that almighty God. You got his attention. You get his attention through love, mm -hmm. through faith through your belief system. Yes. This is what this is why the enemy is scared of you because he don't want you to get closer to God. He don't want you to walk with God. Mm -hmm. Because if you walk with God and you please God, mm -hmm. no good thing God will keep from you. That's right. The spirit of bondage or fear or or whatever, you know, these spirits we're talking about can't they can't they can't come against you because what God, if God is for you, who can be against you? That's right. The spirit realm can't mess with you. And I, I hear a lot of Christians giving the devil power. No, that you don't give the devil power. Mm -hmm. We recognize who he is. You know he's out there. You yes. got an enemy. Mm -hmm. It's like you know somebody about to break in your house. Somebody's out there. Yes. You hear him. That don't mean you run in there and get scared. What you gonna do? If you 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 take on that spirit of boldness, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So when God tells us we come bold boldly to the throne of grace, mm -hmm. but when you come bold, you got that. When you got you know you got God with you, you can stand. Yes. It's like hold it. Let me get out of I feel your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know. <laughs> When you got your dad with you and your dad strong, remember you was a kid and you had your dad with you and your dad all strong and buff mm -hmm. and the other kids come, but that's, you see your dad coming yep. and you say, oh man, that's my dad. Yes. That's my dad. And mm -hmm. this is what God is saying about uh, about us to him. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We look at him. That's our dad. Who is bigger than our God? Yes. That's our dad. And that's, that's what right. he wants you to look at. Don't let the enemy scare you. You shouldn't have no spirit of fear that's or, right. you know, be entangled to sin mm -hmm. because we know how great our God is. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Yes. And he's telling you now all power is in his hand. So why are we scared? Why are we fearing? Why are we in bondage? Why you let yourself be entangled to sin. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's that's that this is the mind. 
the enemy is fighting for your mind. Yes. And if you you weak minded, that's what you did. You weak. What do you mean by weak? You weak in the word. Mm -hmm. You don't have enough word in you. So the enemy, you know, there's not enough change. Right. So the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, you got to realize whatever you feed, whatever you put in you. If you cussing every day and doing all this, this is what people don't get. Mm -hmm. If you doing bad things every day and you putting this in your mind, this is in your psyche here. Mm -hmm. So when you putting it in, if you put no God in there, what you think you gonna live? You in bondage, you entangled. Yes. You living a you living a life of lies, yes. lies and deceit. And that's how these spirits keep getting in. Mm -hmm. They keep getting in because you you feeding them. Yes. You don't want to feed the enemy. You want to feed the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's just like when I go to, you go to a minister, you go to preach. In that word, you you start studying that word and the Holy Spirit start feeding off of that. That's what that's what they eat. Yes. That's what the Holy Spirit eats. He eats what you put on the inside of you. <laughs> so if you don't give him anything on the inside of you, he don't have nothing to, to put out. Because you're not giving them anything. But when you go read that word and that word come alive in you, that's the Holy Spirit that coming alive. Why? Because you fed him. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. he, he feels the love. He feels the power. He feels the anointing. He's got to go. Be, but you got to put something in there so he can, you know, fight use for it. you that's and right. use it. That's right. <laughs> I, I just felt something right that's there. Good. I was talking oh, to somebody good. tonight. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I want to give you um, the actual uh, different parts of the tree as far as um, bondage is concerned. Well, bondage is in the center of that tree. Mm -hmm. And then the limbs that come out from that tree, one is fear, like we just talked about, Romans 8.15, which we dealt with that spirit on previous episodes. So we dealt with the spirit of fear and we know what that is. You know, the, the spirit of fear is not of God. That's of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And when he got you constantly afraid of anything, you know, people... Um, conversations, a confrontation, you know, situations, then he got you because he know you're not going to handle those things. You're not going to deal with nothing. You're going to just let things go. You're just going to, you know, not try to, you know, get involved in any of that because you're afraid, you know, even stepping out on faith, you know, that's fear. When you're not stepping out in your business, you're not stepping out in the, in the um, calling or the blessing in which God is giving you all of that is a spirit of fear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also too, You'll find that, like I said, Romans 8, 15, then the spirit of fear of death. You know, you'll find that in Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. You know, people have fears of, of dying. Um, they, they don't want to, you know, they have fears of, you know, getting older and dying and all those kind of things. And so we can't fear that or, yeah. getting, or having fear of others, you know, deaths and stuff like that, because maybe a lot of people probably passed away in your family and there's been a lot going on, you know, with COVID and stuff right now. And so a lot of people have that fear. God don't want us to have that fear. That's that's a part of bondage. That's a part of the enemy trying to keep you in bondage. Let me share something right okay. there. Go ahead. No, because I need to talk on this right here. Mm -hmm. Because you, like you said, the spirit of death. Yes. Now you got to realize as a Christian, as a man, woman of God, and you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. you got power. Yes. And this is what we're saying tonight. You got power over sin. You got power over death. Yes. And this is what we don't tap into. It's the spirit realm out there. When you have the anointing on your life mm -hmm. and, and life and death is in the power of the tongue, you, you we speak life. Yes. You speak long life. Mm -hmm. And and when you speak it, a healthy life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, what it is, you now you got to look at scripture. It says Apostle Paul for the good fight of faith. And he said he finished his course and he gave up the ghost. Yes. See, the spirit of death only can come when you give up. 
that's the key when you give up that's what the enemy try to beat you down with these different with the sin and the bondage and all this stuff that's why he's trying to beat you down with that because he wants you to because he know he got to trick you to submit yeah you know that's why when a person have a sickness on them and all that and, and you will start going that way mm-hmm. getting weak and beat up and saying you know what i'm ready to go home mm-hmm. you got to give up the ghost yes. nobody can take it away from that's you. right and that's what we I get. Even Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he, he gave up the ghost. And you got to remember that as men and women of God. I needed to share that with somebody. You got power. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Whatever you speak, that's what it's going to be. So you speak life over your life. Amen. Long life. Amen. Amen. Prosperous life. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. We'll go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Um, addictions is also on that list. And you'll find that in Romans 8.15. Also, Second Peter two nineteen, addictions from drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, food, whatever that addiction is, you know that's what spirit of bondage is. You are feeding that addiction. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, want to change their diet and don't know how to do it, so they're addicted to the way they've grown up eating, and not knowing that the food that they grew up on might be, um, they might be allergic to it. You know, and they may not even know that they have an allergy to the food they've been eating. And that's what's been putting the weight on them. And that's what making them swell up and all those different kind of things. All of that is a spirit. All of that is a spirit. And it comes from, like I said, from the first, from your family, your family members. They all eat a certain kind of way or they all live a certain kind of way. Everybody smoke, you know, and drink and do all these different things. And you pick those things up and you don't know you're picking up uh, bondage and addictions and those things, you know. And so also too, servant of corruption. You'll find that in Luke 8, 26 through 29, John 8, 34, Acts 8, 23, and Romans 6, 16, 7 and, and 7, 23. Uh, servant of corruption. You know, you have some family members that just love to go to jail and they just in and out of prison on a constant basis because they love to steal. They love to to rob and hurt and kill and do all these different things to people because they never think that they could go out and let God come in and change their life and then God will open up doors for them to have their own. They want to take somebody else's or take somebody else's life and they're constantly in and out of prison. That's a spirit of bondage that's on that person or that's on that family. You got a generational curses, like I said, or bondages of family members that you know, then killed somebody and went to prison and for the rest of their lives. And then the next thing you know, that child that they had grow up and do the same thing. And then they have a child, that child grow up and do the same thing until somebody break the curse. Somebody has to break out from the bondage and begin to learn to do things differently from the family. And so that's also a spirit of bondage. Also too, captivity to Satan, Second Peter 2.19. We already know what that is, like what Bishop was just saying. You constantly sinning, you constantly doing things. You know, you might be even, you know, you got people out there that serve the devil, that worship the devil, that has a church for the devil. You know what I mean? So, you know, and they just doing this stuff, or you have a, a, a bondage of witchcraft in your family, where you know the people always went to psychics, so they went to go um, to um, you know reading the horoscopes or. Um, they go by, you know, their sign and what they sign does and says, you know, all of that stuff is witchcraft and people don't seem to understand that. and they mix that with God. They'll try to mix witchcraft with God and say, oh, you know, you know, this is God. Oh, my God, this is God. When they read certain things and it's like that ain't God. 
God has nothing to do with witchcraft. He doesn't even want us to be bothered with that. You got people right now. I've been seeing a lot of this, Lord Jesus, on this internet where people are going into the stores and buying Buddhas. I mean, big old, big, gigantic ones and putting them in their house. And they think that, I don't know what they think that is, but that is a witchcraft piece of, piece of uh, furniture right there. When you're going to go get a big old gigantic Buddha, and and I know this for a fact because when we were children, my mom had one. She had a big Buddha sitting in the corner in our house, and I'm like, what is that thing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Never knew and understood what that thing was till later on as time went on, and I was in bondage to, uh, you know, witchcraft in that sense, you know, not knowing what my gift was, um, you know, with tarot cards and 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 um, you know, and all that kind of doing all that kind of stuff. That stuff was not of God. That stuff was of the devil. That all of it was. And you need to renounce that stuff right now. If you are dealing with that in witchcraft, you're dealing with um, a tarot cards, you're dealing with Buddhas and all this stuff. And you, get rid of that stuff. That stuff is of the devil. And this is going to bring your household down, your family down, everything. I'm telling you because that devil don't have no um, heart for nobody. He wants you to serve him and then he kill you right after that. He sure do. You go to him in the end. And, and and have to deal with him for the rest of your days. So get rid of that stuff. Close the door on that stuff today. Don't be in captivity to Satan no more. Okay. All right. Compulsive sin. You'll be able to find that in Proverbs 5.22 and John 8.34. You know, where you constantly keep doing something. You can't stop doing it. And you saying, God, why I keep doing this thing? It's like a thorn in my side. Why I can't stop doing this thing that I'm doing? Why I can't stop, you know, uh, uh, you know, sleeping with somebody compulsively. You know, you got some some people out there that can't stop sleeping around with other people. They just got to have that woman for that night or that man for that night, whatever it is. But it's a compulsion for them. You know, like you got these people out here that these strippers, and you got these uh, women out here that sell their bodies and stuff. That's bondage. All that stuff is a spirit of bondage, and it came, like I said, somewhere down the line. If not in the family, so maybe some friends they met along the way. And then the last one is going to be bondage to sin, which we just talked about, which you can find that in 2 Timothy 2.26. And we already know what sin is. We, we know sin, sin feels good. Let me just say this. Okay. Sin feels good when you're doing it. You know, because I know when me, when me and my husband, before we got married and we was in sin, believe me. Okay. We did it to the whole. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is you need to get out of it. I know it feels good, and I know you think it's the right way to go. But as you can see, the times are changing. Nothing is staying the same. And I'm telling you, it might feel good now, but sometimes, I'm telling you, later on, that's when it's going to bite you. It's going to bite you one way or the other. Will you catch a sexual disease you can't get rid of? Or you dying from something? You know, because you have to realize sin and sickness travel together. They travel together. And I tell people this all the time. Sin and sickness are friends. So when you living in sin and you, um, you know, uh, reveling in sin, right? Mm -hmm. Sickness is soon behind. It's coming. It's coming. You might not have gotten it yet, but it's coming. You want to say anything right there? Yeah, let me, okay, let me share something you said right okay. there. It's okay. so good. See, it's like, um, like you were saying, when we was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, God had to, when you were... Let me go back and say this. Mm -hmm. When I was, because we was, I, both of us were brought up in church. Mm -hmm. So what it is, you know, those seeds was planted in us. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. still can go out once you get grown. You go out and you want to experience life. Mm -hmm. How many of us have been out there? Mm -hmm. Come on now. Once you get grown, you mm -hmm. want to experience life. Mm -hmm. but, but what I tell a lot of people is this. 
Um, some people don't even know you are when you got God in your life and, and we had it all the time, but then the enemy, this is bondage too. the yes. enemy, I think, because make you feel as though your parents made you go to church. Mm -hmm. And since they made you go to church, you know, now you get grown. I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to say. I can go where I want to go. Yes. Yeah. I can live however I want to live, mm -hmm. but you fail to realize those seeds was planted in you. When mm -hmm. you, when you got the word of God and it's put in you and you heard it, God, God's go, he's going to, he's going to bring you back to him. He yes. got a reason to come back for you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go out there. You're going to sow your wild oaks or do some crazy stuff and all that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Take your children to church or get them into that word. Teach them the word of God, because when they get the Bible says when they get older, they won't depart from it. I'm a mm -hmm. witness from it. Mm -hmm. We went out there and did all that smoke. weed, did all that party and, and did all that type of stuff and was living in sin. But God, when those seeds are sown, God don't want you to live like that. When he's uh, when he's got his hands on you, he calls you. He's going to pull you in. Sooner or later, something's going to convict you to come home, mm -hmm. come back to him. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Somebody, yes. I'm, I'm hoping I'm helping somebody tonight mm -hmm. because you can get out there and do what you're doing. But sooner or later, you're going to hit rock bottom. Yes. Even if you're on an addiction, you you drinking, you're on drugs or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You Some of us got to hit rock bottom. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. then you 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 have your visitation or your day with god mm -hmm. god give us all the opportunity or chance to come back to him mm -hmm. so when those seeds are planted that word is planted in you it's going to grow it's going to grow sooner or later you're going to come home yes or you're going to get out you'll get an opportunity to give your life to him mm -hmm. accept him or not mm -hmm. and i don't know who that was for tonight but don't um we're not going to stay you're not going to when you're a man and a woman of god you're not going to stay in bondage we want you to wake up though yeah we want you to get it now mm -hmm. to see that those generational curses or how you was living your life or why you keep going through what you're going through you need to sometimes just sit down maybe tonight i'm talking to somebody and you say you know what he's right mm -hmm. you know i am going around this same mountain year after year year after year mm -hmm. you know i feel like i'm getting somewhere and then it's like i'm going back i'm taking a step back mm -hmm. no it's the enemy the enemy and that bondage right there where you keep going back to it you know what i'm saying yes like what they say i like what i like mm -hmm. some people when you in sin you like it yeah you like it as i said it's, it, it, it's, it's, it hey it feels good yeah it feels good but it well, just it because it feels good, end. that don't mean it's right. It's the right thing to do, or you going the right way. Yeah, that's what we're saying tonight. We want you to get out of that bondage. Yes, you know, and, and live for God and be happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you, know, you good? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk to you about getting into authority because that's what you got to do. But first, let me go over five things. I got five things first. I want to go over. Let's go over that first. <laughs> I have five uh, yeah. um, ways or five points on how bondage can keep you. Okay. Number one, bondage keeps you through childhood. Okay. Childhood trauma. Sometimes we go through something devastating in our childhood. You know, you being you, you a child, you growing up and you go through something in your childhood. Childhood trauma could be abuse of any kind. It could be verbal. It could be uh, sexual it could be a you know beatings. It could be bullying, or um, like I said, or a fear of death because of people who might have died at you know when you was a kid and you had to go to their funeral and those kind of things. And so you grow up with that spirit of fear. But childhood trauma, something that traumatized you. Because I can tell you right now, when I was a kid, um, 
uh, my sister's grandmother passed away. And um, we had never been to a funeral. I've never been to a funeral ever in my life. And by this time, I was pregnant and I was a young pregnant teen, you know, had no business being, a, you know, being pregnant at 15 years old and no business. Um, but mom made me and my sister go to the funeral, even though we didn't want to go. She still made us to go, made us go. So anyway, we ended up attending this funeral and it just really frightened me. Um, to have to go up to the casket and actually look down and look and see her laying here. Because that was, like I said, that was my first time ever going to a funeral. And like I said, I was pregnant at that particular time. So, you know, you got a lot of emotions and different things going on. So going up to that casket at that moment was just scary for me. It was the most scariest thing that I've ever felt in my life. And so that kind of stuck with me. You know, that spirit kind of stuck with me. And all I could think of you know, all I would have was those images of her in that casket. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, why did mom make us go to this funeral? I didn't even, you know, we didn't even really like know those people like that. Like my sister, you know, they're her, it was his dad's, her dad's mom. But it was just like, it was just so scary. So it was just something that actually just held on to me and um, or I held on to, I guess, and became an intertwined, you know, in fear for that, you know, in fear for, you know, people that would die or whatever. I just did not like funerals. I, I still don't like them really to this day either. <clears throat> but that was a childhood trauma for me, you know, as well as, you know, I went through sexual abuse, you know, with some um, family members and, and my stepfather and those things. You know, that stuff has a way to bring in fear on the inside of you and anger and, and all of those things, you know, bondage. It has a way to keep you. You know, you ever see people who have been through sexual abuse? And they never tell nobody. They just keep it almost all their life. And then one day, it you know, but they're acting out. They're doing all this stuff. And nobody knows why they acting like this. But they're doing all this stuff because of that pain, that hurt, that thing that happened to them that they never told anybody about. And then when they do go tell somebody, that person betrays their trust about it. Or didn't believe what they said about the person. And, oh, you know, and those kind of things. That is childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. Right? You want to say yeah. something on that? Well, you know, you, that you is, just, that's, it's good what you're just saying. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, we was just talking about it earlier. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in their life is experienced like uh, when they was young, you know, they was taken advantage of, mm -hmm. you know, raped or, yeah. or different things. That you is know? trauma. Yeah. And what it is, they, you know, and we always say it. When you raped by somebody in your family or outside the family mm -hmm. or whatever, right, those right. different spirits get in. This yes. is what mm -hmm. keep you in bondage. Yes. And, and what it is, if you don't take control of that, you know what it I'm saying? It has a way of it, it'll mess up, you. Yeah, it'll yeah. mess up your life because that's why you keep what we were saying. It'll keep you right where it'll you at. You right entangled you, there. So right. I stayed entangled mm -hmm. in, in bondage with that until I was almost 30 years old before I really, like, really had a conversation with my mom about it and just really had to release it. I didn't really release it till I was 30 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, writing my first book, you know, about the other family members that nobody knew about until I wrote the book. Um, so I would say even, even dealt with it even more later on in life. So mm -hmm. yeah, that childhood trauma has a way of making you angry. It made me an angry woman. It made me hate men. You know, it made me want to kill somebody with my bare hands, which I, I, I know I could have without a problem, you know, and uh, and very easily. So it brings a lot of stuff out of you um, or stuff that's in you that need not to be there. You know, that's scary when you know you could kill something. You could be so angry at a person. It scared you. 
It's scared. You scared yourself. You so angry. You know you could kill them, but you know you better not put your hands on them because you know that's what's going to happen. And that is very scary, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the spirit of bondage when you got fear and anger and, and all of those things on the inside because that's what those people meant to do to you. You know, mm -hmm. they meant to, to do that, you know? Also, too, that's number one, childhood trauma. Number two is things you learned um, in your childhood, things you learned. Um, uh, it could be smoking, smoking cigarettes, drinking liquor, drugs, using drugs, mm -hmm. um, pornography. It could be food addictions. It could be TV and video addictions. And it could be um, anorexia, you know, um, that could, that's an addiction. Also, too, rock music. You know, some people get addicted to rock music. And they begin to imitate the people who are in the music or in the video. They start dressing in black clothing and black lipstick and, and black shoes and big, thick Herman and Monster shoes and all this kind of stuff. All that stuff is a spirit of bondage. All that stuff is a, is a spirit of bondage that the enemy is trying to turn your soul and your spirit black, you know, when you're dealing with that. And, um, you know, he's trying to get you out there to do drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but in our family, you know, as far as my mom's family, there's a history of that. There's a really bad history of that, of drug addicts, you know, enter, you know, people shooting drugs in their arms and people smoking drugs and people just doing drugs, you know, just, you know, I even smoked marijuana, you know, me and my husband, you know, when we were, the, when we were younger, we smoked a marijuana because, you know, we had uncles and aunts and everybody was smoking it and it was like, it looked like it was fun. Right. I mean, come on, let's tell the truth for shame the devil. And you know what I mean? I'm just saying. But we did. And we thought that that was the thing to do. And it just it really wasn't the thing to do. You know, especially if that thing is coming between you and your career, if it's becoming between you and you getting, you know, uh, further ahead in life, you know, some of these jobs, they drug test you and all that kind of stuff. If that stuff is coming between you having the career you want in life and the life you deserve and, and the life you want, then that's bondage. You in bondage to that thing. That thing is your God. That thing becomes your God. I'm trying to tell you. You got to recognize this stuff. These, this devil is clever. He's something else. And he will have you thinking that you living right and you doing right. And you don't even try to grow up to try to see if this thing, what you're doing is right. You don't even try to take the time to go see if it's correct. Or, you know, or maybe, maybe the way mama and them did things was okay for mama and them. But for me, I got to change that narrative. I cannot keep that going on in my life. That got to change for me. So I definitely needed the Lord. I needed Jesus. I needed the Holy Spirit, all three of them. Okay. I needed them so that I can become changed. You want to say something? Here? Yeah, because the whole thing when you got uh, growing up, that's that's a key point, what you just said. Mm -hmm. Around your family members, around you know people you meet in school, mm -hmm. you know, people you meet out on your block or whatever. Yes. And you start doing what they doing yeah you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. but if you what i'm trying to tell you mm -hmm. yeah like you were saying we were smoking weed doing this party mm -hmm. and doing all that type of stuff mm -hmm. yeah but then god you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. god got a hold of us and changed our lives yes, and that's what we're trying to tell you tonight in. we don't do what we used to do yes you know you you're not gonna talk the way you used to talk because god changes those things for you but you got to give it to him you got to surrender to him you got to surrender that, the bondage yeah, so that you can he, get free baby he'll you take it away from free you. that's the point the point is getting mm -hmm. free because yep. when you think you free and you ain't free because you going, you continue to go around this same mountain year after year mm -hmm. and nothing is changing in your life, you are in bondage. You better find out where it's at because it's somewhere. 
you have not gotten any further or you know uh, there's some serious situations currently that's going on that we recognize where folks get a certain amount of money at the beginning of the year i ain't saying no thing but they get a certain amount of money every year at the beginning of the year and by the time the holidays come they hate the holidays because they never have no money because they spend it all up at the beginning of the year and between the beginning and the middle by the time they get to the middle and the end they have nothing and then they hate christmas or they hate thanksgiving or they hate new year's eve why they ain't did nothing to those people they're in the spirit of bondage and they can't recognize it they think what they doing is normal and that stuff is crazy Okay. All you gotta do to change it is save your money. Change, save your money. Save some money. You know it's coming. Have some money. Save. For the That's how you change the narrative Christmas. on that. Exactly. Also, to number three, how you mm -hmm. grew up and what you were taught. This yes. one is a big one, big mm -hmm. one. Okay, what you were taught, how you grew up, and what you were taught. Okay, on how to live, on how to live. Okay, because you got some people living in the past. We got a lot of family members that love living in the past. Everything is about what happened way back when. Nothing is about what's happening right now. Everything is about what happened back when. And then they and everything is old. And everything is just an old music. And let's talk about what we used to do and how we used to do it and, and all of that. Living in the past. We're not going to live in the past. Sometimes the past can rob you of your future because you're so focused on it. Also, too, um, and also, too, if you were taught to, uh, to if you were taught, okay, so basically I got right here, if you were taught, you know, um, to live in integrity and love and gratefulness, or, you know, were you taught that? Were you taught to live in integrity, love and gratefulness, or were you taught to lie, steal, kill, and be nasty to people? Okay, were you taught that? Okay, um, it says here, when you... Um, are taught to live the way God intended for you to, to live, then um then the devil don't have no power over you. The devil have no power over you when you were taught to live the way God intended for you to live. So that tells me that okay, if I'm living, if I can live in integrity and I can live in um, you know, in love and gratefulness, you know, then that means that you know, somewhere down the line I have a heart. But sometimes yes. you, you know, this bondage make your heart hard. Mm -hmm. And you start living hard and you talk hard and everything you do is hard. You ready to cut somebody. You ready to do it. And everybody's the N-word. And let me go handle this N-word. You know, let me go cut this N-word. I mean, all of this kind of stuff is what the, how you've been taught to live. Because guess what? Like I said, your family is the first family or the first people you ever known on how to live. Because you see how they live. But when I was a kid, I was like this. Now. Like I said, my family members don't think I have picked up some things from them. But as time went on and as I began to grow in God, I asked God to take those things from me. But in the meantime, until I had got up to that time, I had been living those things that were going on within our family. And so, you know, living in the in the realm of, you know, sometimes, like I said, you could think that the their way is the best way or you there's no other way because I don't know no other because I never know other way because you never seen it don't mean it don't exist. It just means that you're not looking for it. Like my, with my husband, he's always seen uh, in his family, you know, your ma the marriage with his grandmom and his grandfather. Yes. And it's always been a good marriage. You know, they've been married for 50, over 50, 50 years and those kind of things. and stuff. Yes. So he always saw the love, you know, in their family in that marriage. But I, I learned a lot about my husband about that because what my husband didn't see was a whole lot of affection with his grandmama and his grandfather, right? 
So my husband is not big on affection outside of our bedroom. He's not big on that, on um, kissing me and all those kind of things. I don't know that, you know, that's what he saw. But what I seen when my mom was married to my stepdad, they always hugged and kissed and danced and played music with each other and always was playful with each other and laughing and those kind of things. So that was the stuff that I liked. I picked up those things. That's the stuff that I said, okay, I like that right there. You know, that relationship that they got right there in that sense when the relationship was good. Yes. You know, it wasn't always good. It was very volatile. But when it was good, that was what I picked. So I never looked at the bad parts of their marriage and said, oh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to adopt that. No, 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 no. One thing I did do would be um, very mouthy in the sense, you know, to my husband and stuff, you know, because that's what we learned. That's what the women did in our family. They were dominant, like I told you, over the men that that was in their lives. You know, and so we had very dominant women in the family. And so, hey, it went their way or no way. And, you know, I did pick that up in that sense. And then that's why God had to get a hold of me to change me so that I'm able to bring you marriage wisdom and yes. marriage and the, um, the cup of daily wisdom for your marriage. And, you know, in this new book that I wrote, I'm able to do that because those things that's in those books is what I went through. God had to purge me. He had to deliver me. Because, boy, I was I was something else, okay? And my mouth, honey, I will cut you up in a second with my words, okay? Real quick, cut you down. And I don't care who I'm in front of. I'm going to say what I want to say. Because that was the way the women act in our family. I mean, what did you see? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> you want to like, touch on that? Well, what you're saying is true. What mm -hmm. we learn from our families, and that's what you got to, that's why you got to learn God, you know, read the word of God. God tell you how to act, what you should say, and how you can, yeah, you know, but you learn as a man in your but family. Hold on, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm trying to. So, what know. I learned in my family was, mm -hmm. you know, um, we learned the word of God. We, we was going, you know, we, you know, they took it, we was in church all the time. So, mm -hmm. when they first met me, I was talking like in parables and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. and that's what I learned, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And we always wore dress clothes, you never see me in jeans and sneakers never. and stuff, but I never learned anything about cussing or all that until I went to the city. And started hanging around different people. So I started learning different things, smoking <laughs> weed and all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm here to tell you though, but the other side, the side that I going to church and yes, ma'am, no ma'am, and all that respecting people mm -hmm. has always been with me and still with me, you know, till this day until I leave this world. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it was planted in me. I believe you reap what you sow. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you if you you go and you're a real man and a woman of God, you're going to live a righteous lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't run to do evil. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not saying some things, you know, people do or we do. You know, you can always go to God and ask forgiveness. Repentance is there for all of us. Right. But I'm here to say I never stayed. God never let me stay in bondage to anything. Right. You know, because I love God so much. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to be in bondage, I'm going to be in bondage to him. Yes. Not to the things of this world, mm -hmm. not to sin, because I know the Bible says there's no excuse for sin. So I know in my heart, I don't want to sin against God. Right. And when I do wrong, I ask him for forgiveness. Right. Now, hold on. Let me speak on this one thing. <laughs> now, my my grandfather on my father's side mm -hmm. was an alcoholic, was mm -hmm. a drunk. But my grandmother showed him to me one time and said, oh, there go your granddad over there, drunk. Mm -hmm. And I and I told my grandmother, I said, nope, I don't never want to be like him. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, when I said that, it was, that seed was planted in me. Mm -hmm. And when I started drinking, 
I would always have a limit. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. If mm -hmm. I started getting drunk or whatever, and I started seeing myself going that way, I cut it off. Yes. I'd be like, nope. It's just there. Mm -hmm. It's just set because I said I planted that seed and say, I don't want to be a drunk. I don't yes. want to be like him. Mm -hmm. And that was planted there. Yeah. And I always said, you know, my father, you know, I never know. My father left me when I was six months old. And I said, I'm never going to leave my family. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be here. See? And and that's why I'm telling you, you tonight, I don't bondages. know who I'm talking to, mm -hmm. but life and death is in the power of your tongue. Yes. Whatever you speak over your family, that's what it's going to be. Yes, and over your life. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, you got to speak, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to be somebody. I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Whatever you speak over your life, it'll come to pass. Mm -hmm. Because whatever you believe in your heart is going to come to pass if you work on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't play that's no good. That's there, good. That's good. That overpowers really the sin and the bondage when you got a made up mind who you serve. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's good right there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know how you grew up. Like I said, that has a whole lot to do mm -hmm. in the way in which you grew up and what you've learned as a way to um, to, to direct the, you know, mm -hmm. the way you're going to go. Mm -hmm. Also, to number four, it says how you bring those things into your marriage. How do you bring those things into your relationship? How do you bring bondage into your marriage? Bring bondage into your relationship. You bring in good. Um, you bring good in with your in your marriage when you have seen good. When you have seen good marriages and good relationships, and you bring in bad in your marriage, and um, when you have seen abusive relationships, when you have seen disrespect, outright disrespect. You bring that's how you bring that stuff into marriage. That's how you bring that stuff into relationships with people and work relationships and friendships with people because that's what you that's what you've learned. You know, you've learned to um bring those things in and bring your bondages because your bondages are attached to you. You live your bondages out every single day. And so those same bondages come into friendships, come into jobs, yes. workplaces, come into your marriage. When you meet someone, you bring all of those bags with you all that which is called baggage and then sometimes you'll bring that baggage into your new relationship with your husband or your wife and you try to unpack it and they can't handle it because they have their own baggage and sometimes their baggage can be the same as yours or different than yours and they want to unpack their baggage too so now you got these two people into this marriage and in this relationship with each other and they both trying to unpack things that happened to them when they was a kid because guess what they didn't take the time to unpack it before they met that person. Mm -hmm. So now they both trying to unpack all this bondage and all this baggage. And now all hell is breaking loose in your marriage. And you don't know why your husband don't walk out on you. Or you don't know why your why you are done walked out on your husband. You know, y'all done walked out on each other because of things you both went through as children that grew up with you, you never got rid of. Mm -hmm. You never got rid of being afraid to be by yourself. You never got a, you never got rid of the sexual abuse. You never got rid of your drug habit before you got married. You never got rid of any of that stuff. You never got rid of hurt, you know, from other people and, and churches and, or whatever somebody might have done to you. You never got rid of it. And so now you're bringing that into your family or into your husband's life or, or your wife's life. And now y'all trying to unpack this stuff as you're trying to build a family. You're having children while you're going through all this because y'all never really sat down with each other to really talk about it and to really unpack everything, you know, and say, look, this is the bottom line. This is me. This is what I've been through as a kid. This is what happened to me. And I'm still dealing with some of this right now. 
And so, you know, and let that husband come in and tell their truth. And then you both accept each other's truth. And then both of y'all decide what you're going to do about it. You're going to keep going through this. You're going to keep going around that mountain. Are you going to change it? Are you going to change the narrative on that? Are you going to go to God? Are you going to invite God into your marriage so that God can deliver you both from all of this? You know, so that you both can walk together. You know, because when I was sexually abused, I didn't know for a long time in my marriage that my husband was sexually abused. He never wanted to say it or to talk about it. And um, which, you know, I don't know. You know, he had, I guess, his timing of wanting to tell me. But it was something about my husband that I felt was amazing was that he was able to let me tell him about mine and also help me to deal with it. He helped me to unpack. See, and that's the problem. A lot of people don't have spouses in their life that will help them to unpack whatever is going on with them. And mom, when I tell you this man has been patient with me, he has loved me through everything. And I've always said that my husband has been my inspiration. And he is because he's always encouraged me to go get, you know, the things I want in life, to get my high school diploma when I didn't have it, to get my degrees when I didn't have those. You know, instead of hearing me complain, my husband would say, Loretta, stop complaining and just do it. And I never would just think about just doing it. I would just sit there and complain to him about what I didn't have. And then when he would say, just do it, then I was like, well, dang, was it that simple? And I mean, I got it and I did it. And I thank God for him all the time. I'm so grateful. You know, so well, like I said, with me going through that, he helped me to unpack all of that. And then as I'm unpacking this stuff and I'm getting this thing out and, and I'm getting delivered from it, then he tells me about his situation, which was good the way that he did it and the way God allowed it because it helped me to help him to unpack and not feel bad about what happened to him and not feel ashamed that that happened to him. We were children. Children should not have to go through sexual abuse. No child should have to deal with that. And that's one thing I hate. I hate that. That's the thing that I hate the most. For a child to be touched in ways that they should not be touched as an as a child like an adult, you know that is a sick thing right there. Sick thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number five, which is my last one, and um, how um, number five is how you allow those bondages to take over your marriage and your relationships. That's a good one right there. How you allow it to come in and take over. You allow it to come in and take over. Because you begin to mimic the bondage in your life, in your marriage, and in your relationships. Uh, never asking God to come into your heart and deliver you from doing the things that you saw growing up or that happened to you growing up and changing to do, um, to do and changing your own narrative, making your own traditions, in other words, changing the way in which you learned those things. And, how you learn those things and getting rid of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of stuff in my life now that I am where I am now, I have changed a lot over the years. I've changed a lot of things over the years that I have seen in my family, that I've learned in my family. And I said, no, babe, we're going to make our own family traditions. Why do we always, you know, when we get to Thanksgiving, got to have all this food and all this turkey and ham and all this stuff because, you know, we saw mama, grandmama and them do it. And then at the grandmama and them do it, then my mama and them, they was doing it. And my aunties and my uncles and everybody was doing this, you know, and it's like, why we got to do that? Why we got to have that exact same meal for Thanksgiving and then turn around and have that exact same meal for Christmas? Oh, I did it for years. Oh, for years. And then I was like, you know what? Oh, we going to fix this. This all got to change here, you know? So we begin to make our own traditions. 
you know, so now we cook whatever we want to eat on that day. It ain't got to be no turkey and no ham and all this stuff. It ain't got to be that for Christmas, too. The same thing, you know, and um, it don't have to be that you just put your lights up in the month of December. You know, sometimes my lights go up in October, you know, because I'm not really a Halloween person, you know, that's just not who I serve, you know, so. You know, and so I just started to change the narrative. I started talking to my kids. You know, when we were children, we were not allowed to say anything back to my mother. It's whatever my mother said, and you better do it. And you ain't, and ain't no word about it. I don't want to, she didn't want to hear nothing. Well, I changed that. I said, my children have minds. And why would I sit up there and not let them use their mind and their spirit to tell me if I'm doing something wrong as a parent? I want to know so I can fix it. And so our children were able to talk to us. We would have family meetings. You know, if a person was going through something, we're going to have a family. Let's call it what I call a family meeting. If there's something in the house we don't like that is being done, we call a family meeting. If there's something that we need to do financially as a family, we're going to call a family meeting. So it was always family meetings in our house after that. We didn't do those things no more like we were doing before. We stopped allowing bondage to take over our family. And we began, like I said, to change the curse, get rid of reverse the curse and change the narrative. That's what we began to do. And um, you'll find that it's, uh, well, let me read this. This is Second Chronicles 714. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face yes. and will turn from their wicked ways, um, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will hear their land. That's what God will do. He will forgive our sin and heal our land when we, change the narrative when we stopped doing the stuff that we were doing and we began to care, you know tell the spirit of bondage to get thee behind us and stop trying to come in my life and change it and mess my life up god will do it you want to say something else? yeah you know uh, right here what we're talking about tonight you can start tonight you know on those generational curses or whatever mm -hmm. you sit down husband and wives you sit down like you said you put it all on the table yes because a lot of time you letting that strong man the enemy get in mm -hmm. because you you've been keeping it a secret yes or you know uh you don't want to let it out you don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. you're always shut down that's the enemy holding that keeping that hold that's you're in bondage mm -hmm. and that's what you got to realize you got to get out of that bondage by speaking it talking yes. about it mm -hmm. you know if your spouse really love you they're going to support you yes you know you're going to move you know you've been holding yourself back from moving to the next door or the next level that god has for you yes get out of that bondage you know break it tonight mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying say you know what no nah, i'm coming against that i'm yes. not gonna be like my parents if yes. your parents was abusive or whatever yes. it may be mm -hmm. or your parents you know did stuff that you shouldn't you know that you shouldn't be doing yes you know what i'm saying you can take the time tonight you can take this opportunity to turn your life around yes. and say hey i'm going to be a better person than yes this. the person that took advantage of me that's mm -hmm. what i said i'm going to be better than that yes that's you know right. i'm not going to let them keep me in bondage yes, you see right. what i'm saying mm -hmm. you know i'm a man of god i'm a king Yes. You know, I'm of a royal that's priesthood. Right. When you right. know who you are, a king and a queen. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta start asking God to position you for your rightful position. Yes. You know, we got a right to go to the throne of grace and ask God to do different things for us. We yes. got power, yes, y'all. We, we got we power. Got we power. can speak it. You ever ask God for something and He opened that door, mm. He gave it to you, and, and I see what He's doing in my life. Yes. When you see God moving mountains with you, even the small things, it yes. starts in the small things. Yes. You see God moving that way in your life. Mm -hmm. You know you 
you just keep the faith and keep going. Yes. Amen. Amen. I say God is amazing. Yes. We're going to go ahead and pray over yes. everyone. And we're going to rebuke the spirit of bondage right now in the name of Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and pray. We're going to bind that spirit. And we're going to ask God for liberty, spirit of adoption, and those things. So we're going to loose those things. So yes. we're going to do that right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. we just come to you, Father God. Just thank you for this blessed, wonderful, and most fantabulous time, Lord God, we yes, have had Lord. tonight. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us about the spirit of bondage and how bondage, Hallelujah. Lord God, keeps us, Father God, and holds on to us when we don't release it and we yes, don't ask Lord. you to come in, Father God, and deliver us. So, Father God, we bind the spirit of yes, bondage in the name of right Jesus. Now. That you, uh, spirit of bondage, you have no power over yes, these couples. Hallelujah. You have no power over their lives no more. You have no power over what God is doing in their lives. We rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. We cast it down and we bind you, Satan, yes, in the name of Jesus. Name of you Jesus. have no power over these people. You have no yes. power over these marriages. You have no power over any of our lives anymore in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We will not be fools to bondage anymore. Lord. Yes. We cast that spirit down. We bind it in the name of bind Jesus name and we loose the spirit of liberty and the spirit of adoption and the spirit of love and joy and peace and happiness and all of those things, Father. We thank you right now, Father, yes, that we will no longer Father. live in the spirit of bondage. We yes. bless you, Lord, and we thank Father. you, Father God, right now that it is done it's over done. all of our lives. In Jesus' in name, Jesus. we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. We will amen. no longer live Hallelujah. in bondage. The devil yes. is a lie and the truth ain't in them in the name of Jesus. We don't have to live like that no more. You don't have to keep doing the same thing. Okay? You can change that. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, Jesus. we want to just let you guys know, don't forget to go amen. get a copy of my new book. It's on my page. Um, now you'll see it all interactive and everything. You'll be able to uh, order it right there on my page. Um, there's a marriage wisdom moment, 31 days to a better marriage. Also to my book, a cup of daily wisdom, yes. um, for your marriage. If you don't have a copy of that book, um, mm -hmm. make sure you go out and get that as well. Yes. Also too, we have our, um, new mugs that are out right now, you know, marriage cafe and those kind of things, you know, support us also too. We're yes. on anchor now. And Anchor um, allows us to take donations. So if you want to donate to us every single month, you can for, I think it's like $5 a month. Um, if you just want to give a one-time donation, you can give that there as well. But just go to Anchor, um, um, you know, podcasting, and you can get our podcast right there. Make sure you go there and sign up, number one, um, for the free podcasting. Every, you know, you'll get them every uh, Sunday. Um, you'll get a new one or every Saturday, one of the two. And um, like I said, right there, you can give and you can be a blessing to us. You know, you know, yes. if you enjoy what you see, you know, there shouldn't be nothing wrong with you being a blessing. Hallelujah. <laughs> all and, right. And we just want to thank y'all, you know, all our listeners. Yeah. Everyone that comes on, we pray that just pray for us and we pray for you. Yes. You know, we thank y'all for just supporting us. You yes. Know? And, uh, for showing up that's, yeah. a, that's support i mean you know you definitely been showing up for us and we're very grateful for that yes. um very grateful we ask you to continue to show up and share these videos share share and share because somebody else needs to know about how to get out of the spirit of bondage so thank yes. y'all so much go ahead and pray baby that's we're great. gonna go ahead and pray out pray out dear lord we thank you and yes. so grateful and yes. so thankful that you are in our lives yes. lord thank you for the word tonight and thank you for my wife and all the listeners tonight let us all have a blessed week and even though it's snowing out let us uh just be safe and just watch over watch over us father we thank you 
In uh, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed, wonderful, have a blessed wonderful, fantabulous week. And, and we'll see you guys week. on next Sunday. Right? Yes. And I'll see you Thursday night. Change oh, the Game right. Podcast. Love you. <laughs>